Thousands of mourners paid their respects today to Selena, the Tejano music star murdered on Friday. March 31st, 1995. Pop star Selena Quintanera Perez's life tragically ended when she was only 24. Twenty-five years later, Selena remains relevant in pop culture. Netflix will soon premiere a coming-of-age series on her life. Telemundo just aired a 13-part miniseries called The Secret of Selena. Musical artists like Casey Musgraves, Cardi B, and Selena Gomez, who was named after Quintanilla Perez, cite her as a musical and fashion influence. As summarized by entertainer George Lopez to Selena Gomez. When I started in this, in this business, there was very few Latino performers and everybody was older. So it's nice to see a younger generation come up that has respect for the past, including your father and your family. So with the 25th anniversary of her death, Selena lives on for her fans. But what does that mean for Tejano or Texan-Mexan and Latinx cultures in the US? Welcome to The Know-How, a podcast aimed at bringing academics and professionals together to dissect the pressing matters of today. I'm Dr. Glenda Cooper. And I'm Dr. Lindsay Blumel. On today's podcast, we talk to the former radio DJ and assistant professor at San Diego State University, Nathian Rodriguez, who recently made headlines for creating a class called Selena and Latinx Mediated Representation that debuts in spring 2020. He's here to talk about why Selena is still relevant today and how she ties into greater narratives around Latinx media representations, or the lack thereof. Firstly, it's important to explain what Latinx means and why its adoption into the U.S. vernacular hasn't been straightforward. I think because, well, first, the term Latinx, I think, doesn't resonate with a lot of people, especially older generations. Um, The term itself is post-colonial. It is uh, first created, uh, it was actually first created on online spaces as a way to be more inclusive of people who were gender non-binary or gender non-conforming. And then it grew from there to a very physical, tangible movement within the universe And so Latinx culture in the U.S. is actually inclusive of many diasporic groups of people. But those representations are largely missing from media narratives. 18% of the U.S. population, or 58 million people, are Latinx. However, this significant and growing population continues to be underrepresented in the media. Only about 4.5% of Hollywood film characters are Latinx. And according to the Latino Media Gap Report, when examining the top-rated TV shows in the U.S., the number of Latinx lead characters averages about two per decade since the 1950s. Furthermore, many of those characters are limited to stereotypes or Latinx tropes. Spanish is a foreign language. (laughs) Well, English is a foreign language to me. Well, the way you speak it, it is to me, too. For example, Desi Arnaz from I Love Lucy was a Cuban-born performer and one of the first Latinx characters on TV. He was also in a biracial marriage with the famous Lucille Ball. However, on the show, he was often written as a Latin lover type and many jokes were at the expense of his ethnicity and background. Since I Love Lucy, which premiered in the 1950s, some progress has been made, but stereotypes continue. In news media, Latinx populations have been scapegoated by some U.S. politicians, 
and these false or exaggerated narratives make headline news. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime. We have a president who was talking about um, Mexicans are burdens, Mexicans are criminals and rapists and built the wall and he likens them to animals. That stuff that gets mediated also influences the way other people think about Mexican-Americans specifically. No apology because everything I said is 100% correct. All you have to do is read the newspapers. And so with this context, Rodriguez hopes that a class about Selena, a Mexican-American singer who broke boundaries by proudly representing her culture in Spanish and English, can help broaden students' understanding about Latinx media and cultures. It's really important for us to take a moment to understand how media influences the way we see certain groups of people. And my hope for this class is that we use Selena as a way to get people to identify and ground this Latinx representation and then to take away a greater understanding of why it's important for minorities to be represented correctly um, in media and intersectionally. The idea to center the class on Selena specifically came from Rodriguez's own upbringing in Texas. And I remember hearing Selena singing and, and then hearing interviews with her. And to me, it was fascinating that in the Tejano culture, people will sing in Spanish and they talk in English. So they code switch back and forth. And that really resonated with who I was as an individual because I came from a very um, Mexican machismo family, but we really didn't have any kind of um, push to speak Spanish. When she died, it was devastating. I remember. Um, having a candlelight visual, like in Bamre, my mom and all of our family members and friends had like a candlelight visual for her, as they did all over Texas and, and all over the country. And um, I, I remember putting a poster of her on my door and like black crepe paper around it, like it was a memorial, like I was mourning the death of Selena. The class took two years to get approved. But once Rodriguez sent out a tweet and press release to a couple of Tejano music stations on what would have been Selena's 48th birthday, he could never have anticipated that a university class would quickly gain local, regional and national attention. The Queen of Tejana will be coming to a classroom in California. San Diego State University is going to be offering a new class focused on late Tejano superstar Selena. By the end of that day, I had like maybe, I think it was 6,000 impressions or something on that one tweet where people were just looking at it. And so by them sharing the tweet, the tweet people then started going and getting on that. And it was it just went viral after that. People started sharing it. And hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see this? Oh my God, I love Selena, Selena class. And people started just sharing it left and right, left and right. And it was a lot of positive sharing. But then it got a hold, people got a hold of it that didn't agree with what was happening. They didn't even know what the class was about. They just saw a class on Selena. So then they started sharing it as a negative thing and saying, can you believe there's a class about Selena? This is so stupid. And then sharing it with people and then they started sharing it. So I had all these positive people sharing it, negative people sharing it, and it just went viral. Want to learn more about the legendary singer Selena? One College will soon offer a new course all about the queen of Tejano music. I really started thinking about putting a class together that not just highlighted her influence on Tejanos and Latinos, but also her influence on the industry itself. Like Selena, whose Spanish wasn't perfect, but still fundamental to her identity in music, Rodriguez was nervous to agree to interviews in Spanish, but he knew he couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about the class. I thought I was saying media in Spanish, and I said medios, or I said medias. Medias, translated to English, is pantyhose. So I said medias instead of medios. Medios is how you say media. So I made a couple mistakes like that, um, but I wanted to people to know that I was genuine and this is who I was and this is who was teaching the class. My grandma said she was sitting in her living room and all of her, 
her other friends, you know, that are elderly women as well, would come over to her house and be like, we just saw Nathan on the television. He was on Telemundo. He was on Univision. Um, and my grandma's like, you know, you said medias. Like, I know what I said, grandma. Medias was wrong. Um, but I, it was really cute to hear my family being really proud and my friends really being supportive because I think the people that have been around me know that I love Selena and I respect Selena. And to the people out there who say negative comments, Rodriguez reminds them why the class is necessary. This class is stupid. Why do we need it? Because you wrote that comment. That's why we need it. Why do we need feminism? Because you keep being sexist. Why do we need to educate people on LGBTQ issues? Because you keep being homophobic. Your rants and your raves and your negative comments and your bashing and your violence all point to the reasons why we need classes like this and why we need to be more diverse, intersectional, inclusive, and equitable. Those comments alone are enough reason why we need this class. You've been listening to The Know How, the podcast that dissects pressing issues with academics and experts. It was presented by Lindsay Blumel and Glenda Cooper and produced by Atina Dimitrova. For more information on this and our other episodes, please go to our website, www.thenowhowpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Know How Podcast or on Facebook at The Know How Podcast.